Previously on Unpacked. You can see when your mom, she's in pain. Then when I go to the hospital, then on the bed that she was lying on, she was not there. Mm. In order for you guys to be able to keep on staying here, mm. you need to find me some, someone. Mm. And then I tried it to clean. It was on Sunday. So you were going to stop going to school to clean the yes. house? Tabo Jama found himself with nowhere to go as a minor after the passing of his mother. This is part two of our conversation. Let's unpack. And where were you at the time? What I was on the doing? street, I remember. I was on the street. Uh, I remember I was something called door-to-door, door-to-door. If I'm comfortable, there's food, there's everything, I stay. Mm. And then, because of wherever that I would stay, I would make sure I get to so Like where? Like where? Like relatives? Not relatives. Mm. But strangers. Like, hence I said to you, there were people that I used to ask money. Mm. So some they looked familiar. I would tell them my story. They would feel. They would feel. They would take me in, mm. until I decided because of. Uh, I remember there was this guy. Even if when I close my eyes, I still remember him. And then he said to me, he wants to sleep with me. Mm. Um, I knew there was something wrong. When mm. immediately when he said that, mm. and I just wanted money. Mm. So now you're offering me something else. I was young, I'm scared. Mm. We don't know what's going to happen. I ran, mm. do you understand? And then I met another person and then they offered me a place to stay. And then when we were there, he also wanted to do the same thing. Mm. Then I disagreed and then he kicked me out. Mm. And then there were friends that I knew who were sleeping on the street. Mm. Then I would mostly chill with them, do mm. understand? Um, I know most people would ask me, where was your father? Mm. My father was there. Um, my father was there. Um, we never had a good relationship with my father. To whatever circumstances, I don't know them. Even today, I do ask myself, mm. what went wrong? Do you understand? Um, most of the things, I had to do them myself. Mm. I was even scared to ask my father because I knew they respond. Mm. So me being on the street, me begging, it was comfortable. I was comfortable because I knew if I go out there and ask, I will definitely get what I want. Mm. Yeah. So, so how much about would you get in a day? So <laughs> Probably 40 rand, 50 rand. It was enough. For me, it was enough. Because what did you need to do? What did you do with the 40 or 50 rand? I would buy food. Um, I remember there's a, there's a lake whereby we used to bath there mm. with this other friend of mine. So I would buy lots of tap. Mm. I understand. Every money that I would make, and then mm. I would go to my younger brother because I knew where I left him. Mm. And then I would give me set that one. Because remember, because people were getting impatient because I'm not providing, I'm not giving anything. Mm. So I would make sure whatever little that I had, I would definitely go and see him. Yeah. 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 So, so that's when hey, this whole street thing started where I said I felt very comfortable on the street. Mm. It was very comfortable for me by that time. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. And and also, uh, is it fair to say it was comfortable that you don't feel like you're burdening anybody else? It was uh, um, the word burdening. It, it, it was too big for me by the time. Mm. I, hence I said I didn't understand what was happening. But now, for the fact that whatever little that I would give to my brother, it felt okay. Mm. It just mm. felt okay, Hore. Okay, I'm here. I'm here with someone who's, who's, who's in the same situation with me. We mm. understand each other. That was well, the most important thing. Why were you not able to go to social work workers to try and get to go to an office? I went to social development. I remember. I went there. Uh, by the time I think grant it was 110 rand, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Uh, social grant. Mm. Actually, I heard about foster care grant. Mm. I didn't understand, but they said foster care grant, and it's more. You can leave out of it. So I went there and then I was told, Hori, I have to apply for social grant first mm. before I could get to the Patia foster care. And then I applied. I was getting that hundred and something, that hundred and something, which I took the cut. And then I remember that uh, that woman, I don't know. I don't know whether she's still alive or what. Her name was Mesara. She was the one taking care of my younger brother. And then I gave her the card. I went back to apply for foster care. Then I was told, Hori, no, it takes long. Mm. I have to wait. I have to be patient, mm. which I, uh, I got patient until my younger brother was 18. Mm. Sure. Until they had to cut it and say, uh, uh, he does no longer qualify. But I asked them, Hori, how does he not qualify? Because I applied a long time ago. Mm. And then they started telling me about the rules or the law has changed into saying if someone gets a social grant, they do not qualify for a foster care grant. Mm. Then I said, but you guys didn't say anything. But now, why did they not place you in a home? Why did they not place you somewhere? I have no idea. Sure. I have no idea. I'm not going to lie. Because the only time um, home and everything came to my mind, it was when Mesara... Mesara's children or something, I can't remember, they came and said, mm. mm. I said, I don't know if I'm going to go to the house. I expect that I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to Sure. And then I came and took him, and then that's when uh, homes and everything came to my mind. Mm. Mm. And then I remember I approached one of the, I don't know, the homes. Do they call it them homes? Yeah, mm. I think so. And then I asked her what was the procedure, got the procedure, and then I was told, Hori, they're going to place my brother somewhere else mm. uh, to another family whereby mm. we won't be able to see him. Mm. Then I agreed. Mm. I agreed. I was given the forms. Remember, I was now 18, 19, mm. because now I can be able to sign. Yeah. And then I took the forms when I got home. I was like, imagine they're going to take him. I'm no longer going to see him. Then, and wait, where was home at that time? Because you're saying when you got home, where was yeah. home? When, we, when I say home, it was, I remember, Mam yeah. and then there was this white lady, yes. Miranda. Mm. Miranda, apparently, my mom used to work at Miranda's mom's house mm. long back. Mm. And then Miranda took me in. We was, I was staying in a garage. Mm. There's a garage. She didn't have a car. She had a small garage, mm. some few things inside there. And then she said, Simon, the only thing that I can give you is to sleep here, but you're not going to sleep here for long mm. because Kevin will be coming in the next one year. Mm. 
and whereby he has to pack this car, yeah. but you can stay here. Yeah. Then I took my brother. It was not far from Miranda's house. It mm. was in the same area. Then I went to take my younger brother. We came. So hence I'm saying when I got home with him, I showed him the household. Now we're staying here. Mm. And then when I checked the forms, some of the words I didn't understand them. But I knew Hori is going to be taken away. Mm. Then I decided not to go with it. Yeah. Because I felt, Hori, why should I give him away? Mm. But it was not because of, it was me choosing to. It was the situation. It was mm. tough. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So when did you eventually find, uh, you know, somewhere to call your own? Um, time went by. Time went by and then I stayed with Marenda. Then I kept on begging. Remember, it was in me. And our our federal school. I got federal school. Mm. <laughs> I'm begging money. Remember, it was it was something that I was comfortable with. Yeah. Started begging, and then I met my mother's old friend. I remember that lady. <clears throat> she used to come go high, where my mom used to work, and then she asked me, "Tabo, where now? Yeah." Then we started. Where's your brother? Where's your mother? I'm mm. mm. What's happening? And then she was like, "No, only ID." Mm. Yes, I do I have an ID. No, I know someone from a certain store. Mm. Um, I can help you. I thought maybe she was just bluffing. Mm. Understand? She was mm. just saying it. She, and then she asked me, then I said, right now. I'm supposed to be leaving. It was like almost a year. Yeah. So I'm not sure. But because there's a certain corner where I used to stand and ask money. Yes. On a yes. daily basis. And then she came. It was after a week she came. And then she said to me, on a CV, I said, no, I don't have such. I didn't even understand what the CV was for. Mm. And then that's when everything, she started helping me. I can't take you home because he wouldn't mm. understand everything, but I will try. And then it never took a week. And then I got a call from mm. Truett's. Mm. And then uh, I was asked for an interview. I came. Apparently, the only interview, probably they thought I couldn't understand English. Yeah. They only said to me, we give you this doll. Can you please dress this doll? Yes. And then I remember there were three undressed dolls. I dressed them this almost similar dresses like yours, mm. but it was summer. Mm. And then apparently the lady was very impressed. And then I was given a contract. It was a casual contract. Mm. That's when hey, I started working, and then Miranda said, no, because now you are working, you can pay rent. Mm. Then I said, okay, no, it's fine. I understand. And then she said I must pay something like 150 and I was getting paid 450 a week. Mm. 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 Yeah, that's when hey, everything started, and then I moved out, mm. looked for another room somewhere else, mm. took my younger brother, and I and then, yeah, um, applied for another job. Mm. I got lucky, got that job, got another job mm. until I got a permanent job. Permanent job. So, it, ganyan, ganyan, you started. Yeah, I started because I remember now I'm being clever. Now I understand, horror, this is how you apply. Mm. Do you understand such mm. things? And then I got a permanent job. Okay, I didn't understand, I was getting paid 1.2. It was the first time because we had 1.2 in my life mm. because remember I was getting 450 and everything. So 1.2, it was, I felt it's a lot. Mm. Uh, it's a home-based care, nearly home-based care. It was full-time, you were getting food parcels mm. on a monthly basis, then okrali or stipend. So what was happening now with your younger brother? 
Um, hence, I said, uh, we went to the family member uh, that I was introduced to. Hence, it was my younger brother's aunt. Mm. Then when we got there, she asked me a question, Horwena, how do you know Horwena? Then mm. I said, your brother, Nadulele Mama. Mm. And then they said, hey, why suddenly one of All these years, one of So I remember me, I can't even go and argue with her. Mm. Then I left. And then I remember on our way, we were walking to a taxi and I said to my younger brother, I don't know when, but it's going to be fine. And then he replied by saying, I get hold on sharp. Then we went back home and sat to school and then and then there the, 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 the was a course in a trauma counseling. Mm. Um, but you know, short course, apparently there was someone who was supposed to attend that course. Mm. And then they decided not to. Mm. Then they took me. Mm. I went and then I did the course. I passed. I got my certificate as a trauma counselor. And then I felt, well, now it's time for me to start looking for another job. So at what point did you eventually have your own place, your own home? Um, because this whole time has been other people, other people. Yes, when, when the only home that I had, it was that room that I rented mm. myself. Yes. That was the home that I had. Mm. Mm. So I met this lady again who gave me an opportunity and said to me, listen, um, I've opened a lodge. Mm. Um, I need someone, a receptionist, to mm. come over and work there full time. Then I went there. Mm. And then after being there, I started getting paid. Like, I remember it was 6,000. Mm. Then I was like, what? 6,000? Mm. Then I started working, started working, started budgeting, 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 budgeting. Started putting money away. Now life is good. Raja, everything, everything. Mm. I'm still with my brother, happy. Mm. I wanted, and yeah, did, did he eventually finish school? He did. Mm. He did. And then, yeah, life started. And then, Bought myself a first car. I remember because I attended a meeting because mm. I would use a taxi. Mm. And then she said, Why don't you buy a car? Because I had enough money. Mm. Then I bought a car. And then, yeah, life started. Everything, mm. money started coming in. She started increasing my money. Mm. You know, I wanted to understand whereby I managed to buy myself a townhouse, which I do have a townhouse today. And then I built another house. Mm. Um, from the scratch, though. Mm. Yeah, that house, I, I, I'm calling it home. Remember, mm. I never had a home. Yeah. So that house, it's a home. Then I built, then started buying cars like this. Because mm. remember, I would, I would mm. whatever amount that I would have, I would give get a lot of increasement mm. and all that. Mm. So yeah, that's when everything, you know, Mm. Like, now we're starting to live like normal people now. How did you deal eventually with your mother's death? Because it happened while you were basically trying yeah. to figure out what's mm. going to happen with you and your um, with, uh, Remember, when my mom passed on, I didn't cry that much, you know. Um, I only started crying when I was organizing uh, Tombstone. Yes. Uh, because I said, remember, I said, I'm going to rebury you. Mm. So I wanted the most expensive tombstone. Mm. You know, I want to make him sure. I understand. And then I did that. That's when I started crying. The reason why I was crying, I said, you remember, 
I was I, I was at the graveyard. I mm. said to you, you remember what I promised you, and it's happening today. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's when hey, the crying started happening to say, actually, the promise that I made to my mother is now happening. Because mm. all these years, and everything. So yeah, so God gave me the strength that I managed. What would you say you learned about people begging on the streets? I've learned the f- that Habaikiti. And one thing I'm going to say to you, Gori, I say thank you to poverty. I know some people would be asking, Gori, what does it mean? Mm. Poverty made me who I am. Mm. It made me who I am. I'm not saying poverty is okay, but what I'm saying is it has made me the person that I am. Mm. Today, I'm this wonderful person. I understand when someone says I'm hungry. Mm. I understand when someone says I've been rejected. Mm. I know the feeling. And another thing, I'm not a selfish person. Mm. That's one thing that I love about myself. Mm. As come as you can see me, this is who I am. Mm. And I've opened an organization called Black Triple Eight. I know some would say, again, Black Triple Eight. Um, all those three eight is my date of birth, 1988-0828. So it's an organization, it's a non-funded organization that I've opened. I'm trying to change people's lives, even Mm. though it's it's a bit difficult. Because remember, everything that I'm doing, I'm doing out of my own pocket. Mm. There's no sponsor, there's nothing. I've tried many things. Mm. I've tried sponsor way, asking people, but, Mm. you know, things are, are not going according to me. But the little that I have... Um, I'm willing to share. Mm, mm. Um, um, I do call people out of the street, give them free trainings, mm. certificates of security. Some they do have metric, those mm. who are on the street. Mm. It's a body computer lesson and everything for, in order for them to be able to go out there and look for jobs. Do you think that South Africans treat people on the streets badly? They do. Mm. They do. Mm. They do treat people badly because some people, when they come and, and, and give you something, they expect something in return. Mm. They're not just giving you because they want to assist. Mm. People, they can, look, they can look down on you. Mm. I had a lot of people who looked down on me. Mm. Some today, they come to me and look for an assistant, even mm. including family members. They do come. Did you ever speak to your mom's employer again, the last one that she was with that you were living with? Did you ever I once went the... there, I remember, I once went there, they're no longer there. Mm. They no longer stay there. Mm. So I haven't seen them in years. Mm. Final words to South Africans and viewers watching? Uh, what I would love to say to everyone is that um, you need to be patient, you need to pray, you need to be selfish with yourself, not to other people. Without praying, you can never reach your goal. Mm. The only way for you to reach your goal is to have faith. Mm. Wherever where you are staying now, whether it's an informal settlement, wherever you are, mm. no or anything is possible. Mm. If I'm sitting here, mostly speaking to Batuago Taraltoni, where I grew up, that's where I am from. I usually don't say to people I'm from the suburbs, mm. but I say I'm from Taraltoni. Mm. Everyone who goes Taraltoni, you know me, I drive always there. I'm always with you guys there. What I need you to do is that, as much as most of you know my life, 
or whatever that I'm saying here is true, mm. it means you can pick up from na mm. to see where anything is possible. That shack that you are staying in, please bear in mind permanent mm. You will get somewhere. Mm. Yes. Yo, thank you so much for coming to talk to us and for sharing your story and how, you know, you were able to overcome such adversity. I really appreciate no, it. No, thank you so much for having me. Hashtag unpacked with Rilebukhile. It's 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 so difficult when we know that on our South African roads, in our South African cities, there are so many people that are on the streets begging. I think it's so painful when you see children that are begging, children that should be in school. But as our guest today has already shown that there is a possibility for hope, that there is a possibility for there to be a different outcome. And I hope if you are watching this, that you're inspired not only to reach out a hand to those that could do with your help, but to hope for better for yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night. Next time on Unpacked. I immediately also thought that I was going to die. Even the oncologist at the hospital at that stage told me that it is terminal. Mm. And I would I would carry a pump with me just to pump the... To drain. To drain mm. the bad blood out. And mm. What has that done for um, how you feel about yourself and your self-esteem and self-confidence? And yeah, that, that was the trauma of how, how I would be seen. Would I still be beautiful? for watching Unpacked with Rilip Khilema. Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.